This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. 800-443-4996. That's 800-443-4996. You can join my crew USC graduating class of 92 with short tech It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, January 28th I'm Donald Ware and I'll tell you, each time that I say January I, I, I almost want to catch myself before I say January Because generally we're not doing the HBCU Football Daily podcast in January, but the season, the spring season, will kick off in February. And on the line, we're going to take things to Prairie View, Texas, and say hello to Eric Dooley in his third season as the head football coach of Prairie View A&M, who joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Appreciate you coming on, uh, Coach Dooley. I know we just did this uh, back in, what, July, when we thought that this football season was going to begin. Absolutely, and uh, good evening. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's glad to have you. I'm glad to have you. I, I want to start here. Quentin Bell. So Quentin Bell, part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl, and not only that, but are hosting the Super Bowl. The game's going to be played on Tampa's home field. Your thoughts on a young man that you had an opportunity to coach part of your program that is now going to be playing for the Buccaneers and playing for a Super Bowl? Well, first of all, I like to say I'm extremely proud of uh, Quentin Bell. Uh, you're talking about a young man that worked extremely hard and wanted an opportunity, and for him to be in this position right now, I mean, we all know so well that you can play this game for 10, 15 years and never get an opportunity to uh, play in the Super Bowl, but not only getting a chance to play in the Super Bowl his second year in the, in the National Football League, but at his home. Uh, so that, it's an honor, and I'm so thrilled and happy for the young man. It should be a great experience for him. Uh, so I'm pleased and, and proud of him. Does that has that have you gotten any, you know, people? I mean, I know it's it's only been a couple of days or so, but I mean, have you gotten any interest in terms of uh, from a recruiting standpoint? Because Quentin Bell is not only in the National Football League, but is going to be playing for a Super Bowl. You know, it's always a benefit of having a young man to do some things like that, and, and, and it's been out now, you know, it's being published all over, and as guys see that, you know, guys that we are fortunate enough to sign during early signing period, they recognize it. Guys that we are uh, recruiting right now, they recognize it. So uh, it's been good for us, and, uh, you know, and that's the base of the program, you know, uh, when you talk about uh, purview, and, and that's one of our uh, models where, where champions are built. So now that, that solidifies the model. I mean, to the to the highest ability. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, your thoughts on your, your as a matter of fact, your mid-year uh, signees? Well, uh, you know, we're going to complete that class uh, uh, this Wednesday coming up. Uh, next Wednesday, I should say, coming up. Uh, I thought we brought in some young men that can uh, help our team uh, right away, and, and we brought in some young men also that would uh, give us some depth, some much-needed depth. So uh, there's some places that we just feel some voice we had to feel, but you know, feel real good. Got a uh, experienced team. wasn't losing a whole lot, but we still were able to get out in the uh, Houston area and, and some various spots to uh, get some guys to help build depth and uh, create more competition. I want to get your thoughts uh, not only on Florida A and M and Bethune Cookman joining the SWAC, so it's going to make now 12 teams in the SWAC, but also now. Allcorn State moves over to the West. Yeah, well, you know, uh, uh, ever since I've been in this conference, I, I've been dealing with the Braves. So, I mean, we, we know it's like that uh, all over. But, I, you know, I'm happy that uh, Bethune Cookman and Florida A&M is coming to the conference. Uh, I think uh, a conference that I love uh, greatly that I always talk about, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. And, and now we just add more fuel to the fire. And, and, I, and I like that, uh, giving us a real competitive uh, conference with adding those two. And now you're talking about the West. I've, I've been on the West side my whole coaching career, 20-plus years, and, and I can't say on this West side it has always been competition. So, I mean, you, you, you can't even afford to lose uh, one game on the West. Uh, you can actually be a team that lost two games uh, throughout the whole season and still don't represent the Western uh, strike championship game. So it's going to be competitive, and I expect that. Uh, I think uh, for this spring, all 10 games, all 10 teams are going to be competitive. And then when you talk about moving forward to the fall, uh, with adding those two uh, teams, Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman, which I uh, know both coaches well, uh, just going to make it uh, much more exciting. That is Eric Dooley in his third season as the head football coach at Prairie View A&M. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm going to have talked with you a number of times, but one of the things we haven't talked about is, as a matter of fact, your playing days at Grambling under the legendary Eddie Robinson. You mentioned, you know, it seems like you've been, you know, playing all corn state and been in the West, you you know, for, for quite some time. Um, your thoughts on, what do you remember about those playing days at Grambling and playing for the legendary Eddie Robinson? You know, it was an honor. Uh, you know, when I, when I think of playing for uh, Eddie Robinson, you know, some of the things that, uh, he did, although it was uh, way back in the early 80s, some of the things that he was coaching and doing, I, I find myself uh, kind of doing some of the same things. You know, you don't fall far from the, the person that had opportunity to coach you. And, you know, I, I respect him uh, to the highest uh, degree. And some of the things that he did, uh, I no question in my mind that I, I would love to do for my program. And that, that started off with that the thing that he uh, taught us was God first. You know, uh, when he come into your house, that's what he's going to promise your, your parents. You're going to go to church. That's the thing that he's going to promise. Then the next thing is going to be the academic side of it. He's going to make sure you cross that stage. So so those are some of the same principles that uh, I'm I'm using today as well. Uh, but I, I also like to say, you know, it was a, you know, I've been very, very fortunate because I had an opportunity to uh, play for a legend. Uh, we all know him. But I, I always like to say also now, and I had the opportunity to coach with now that I say a living legend when I talk about Pete Richardson. So I've been fortunate uh, for to get tutelage from uh, two of the uh, finest coaches that I've ever met. You, you know, you're, you all had a – as I look at this thing and think about this and go back to 2019, 
you had maybe the most interesting season of any school in the SWAC, and this is why I say that. You open the season with a win against uh, Texas Southern. You lose by 10, uh, 20 points, 37-17, a respectable score to Houston. You lose by 7 points to Nichols State. Then you lose by 4 to Alcorn, beat Grambling, lose by 6 to Southern, you know, beat uh, VUL, uh, then lose by three in overtime to Jackson State and then win your last three games. And interestingly enough, you were in essence 13 points away from possibly playing in the SWAC championship game because the three losses were by a total of three SWAC losses by a total of 13 points. Your thoughts on 2019? I mean, that's that's very interesting. I mean, again, you if you find 13 points from somewhere in those three games, you're playing in the SWAC championship game. Absolutely, I, I've been going over that 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 movie uh, since the off season been here, and, and unfortunately, we had a long off season, so I know it all so well. Uh, I do understand that thirteen points separated us from uh, representing the West, and uh, we understand that, and and those are some of the things that we're trying to make sure uh, we don't fall short on this time right here. Uh, when when we talk about it, we had some close games, and I didn't think uh, in the early part of the season we understood and and was at the level where we can win those close games. But I commend my coaching staff as well as my team as we moved on to, to the latter part of the season. Uh, some of those close games turned into wins. So that was a lesson learned, and, and, and that's what I, uh, I took from the ending part of the season. We understood how to handle success. We understood how to battle when it was a close game. So uh, that's moving forward coming into this season right here. And so we expect some great things. Yeah, you win your last three, four of your last five. I, I think – I mean, I, I looked at Arkansas Pine Bluff coming into the season. I mean, I, I had, you know, I don't know. I had them ranked, you know, reasonably high. That's a good win. You end the season with the win against Alabama State. That's a good win. You're, how, how important was it for you guys to finish four and five and win those last three coming, going into what would have been 2020, but now is the 2021 spring season? Well, you know, not quite what, what we want, but, uh, uh, you know, thank God that it was an opportunity for to give us a winning season. And, and that was something that we can see that the success has, have grown and, and getting better each year. So uh, winning those uh, last four to five games was very, very crucial to me and my, our football team uh, to have a winning season. But more than that, to give us some momentum moving into the, uh, the next season, which is, has been delayed. But, uh, you know, I, I like to say just like uh, old Bible term, it's delayed but not denied. So, we know that we understand that we're going to play this spring here, and uh, we feel good uh, with the team that we have returning and, and where we are today. Yeah, let's talk about some of the person. I mean, you're you're losing a lot from last year. I mean, you're losing an all-world, you know, running back, uh, quarterback. Uh, I mean, quite a, quite a few pieces. Obviously, Bell was drafted in 2020, now part of the Buccaneers. So who, who's going to be your quarterback going into the spring this spring season for 21? Well, we have a good battle. We have a good battle. Trazon was able to play uh, a little uh, last year as well, as well as uh, Tariq Stark. Both of those young men had the opportunity to play. I uh, uh, give the credit to uh, Trazon. He was able to finish the last three games and, and with all three Ws. So that was a plus for him. So right now we have a good battle with some young guys behind those guys. But uh, I look forward to this uh, spring coming up and, and seeing those guys battle out there and, uh, I think it's going to suit us well, but we did lose some guys, some guys that you just don't find uh, 
uh, a person to fill those shoes when you talk about a Dewanya Tucker. That young man meant everything to us. He was the, you know, heart and soul of our team. Uh, you know, you talking about when if you wanted the heart to beat, you had to find Dewanya Tucker. And I thought he did a great job. But more importantly, I'm more proud of him because he had the opportunity to walk across that stage. And, you know, unfortunately, all of us want to go to the next level. But I think something that he's doing is should be uh, commendable as well. He, he crossed that stage uh, in honors, and this young man is teaching at his high school as, as well as coaching. So that, that's a plus for me. That's a win-win because that's the type of model guy that we want our team to model, that they're going to be successful regardless of what. Yeah, and, you know, defensively, talk about the defense because, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at the points, uh, I, I know you had to have some concern uh, about that, but, I mean, you've got – I mean, you've got some really good defensive guys uh, that are coming back for you for 2021. Absolutely. I'm extremely excited to see our defense go to work this uh, season here. Uh, we're able to uh, get more depth and get some more playmakers uh, on the defensive line where I thought we needed some guys. Uh, we were able to fill those shoes, and, and along with a lot of uh, experienced secondary coming back and an explosive uh, linebacking crew. So we feel good where we are right now, and I, I think that, uh, you know, along with the, uh, all three phases of the game, we, we like our chances. Yeah, I think is, – is now is Tristan Wallace back for you? Absolutely, he is. Yeah, the wide receiver. So talk about him. I mean, if my memory serves me correct, he was – he was a. it seemed like he was a uh, – he was a guy that um, originally signed – was it Oregon? He was like a four-star kid, and then he, he ultimately came to you, though, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's back and doing a great job. Uh, you know, since then, the young man has graduated. Uh, he's in graduate school right now. So he's doing a good job and just trying to uh, close out his uh, senior year. Yeah, so you've, you've, you're you into practice now, uh, right? Am I right about that? We'll start practice this Friday. It's okay. the time to go. It's go time now. Uh, you know, that season have Robin, and we're just a month away from our very first game. So we'll start practice this Friday. And, and those guys are chopping at the bits, ready to go. Yeah, fall. What was what were you um, you were able to get out on the field in in the fall? What did you? What were you able to? Or, or first of all, were, is that the case? And if so, what were you able to learn about your guys in the fall? We didn't do fall ball. Uh, we uh, my my biggest thing. I'll be honest with you. In the fall, I wanted to to, uh, to find out the uh, the mental aspect of our of players because you're talking about a challenging time, something that no one have has gone through. So my, my biggest thing was to uh, continue to communicate with them, making sure that everything was okay. And then we had to talk about the families. You know, I reached out to the, the moms and dads, the, uh, the, the people that was over them to see where, how they were doing. Because, you know, when I, I look at this pandemic, when it took place, you know, there, there's a, a lot of missing seats at some individual tables. So I, I didn't take that lightly. So I wanted to make sure that these young men uh, – was in a good mind was that had a good mindset because uh it was challenging for me and and also uh, for my coaching staff as well so we tried to make sure we communicate and, and make sure we kept those guys in an upbeat uh tempo and and, and doing some things and, and try to take football out of it because it was taken away from them we just wanted to let them know that you know right now life is more importantly what what can you do to be safe what can you do to help someone else by doing the things that uh, the CDCs are telling you to do. So that, that, that was pretty much the focus during the fall and, and to make sure that those young men was able to uh, get through their uh, their classes because, you know, some people have 
certain online classes, but uh, no one foreseen that everyone would have online classes. So, you know, there's challenges. You got some individuals that at home now, so they may not have a great Wi-Fi connection. They may not have that, that laptop that they need or that desktop. So that, those are the challenging times right there. Uh, and and it's, it's a disadvantage, but we didn't use that as an excuse. I thought our young men did a great job uh, uh, collectively. Uh, not the best, but collectively. Uh, overall, we had a team average of a 296. So those young men went to work and accepted the uh, sudden change and, and got it done. Yeah. You and your family good? Doing, doing excellent. Doing well. Very good. Eric Dooley, again, in his third season as the head football coach at Prairie View A&M, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. The Panthers open the season in the State Fair Classic in Dallas on February 27th against Grambling. Coach Dooley, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Panthers this season. Thanks for having me. So that's going to do it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the Daily Podcast where you can download and listen to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on BoxToRow.com. Also on Apple Podcasts as well as iHeartMedia.com. Talk with you tomorrow. For conversations with stars like Amari Hardware, Landry, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Over the years.